calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today is Travis. Look, Clunky. Who's on the banner, officially. We made sure to get that. I am. Such an honor. <laughs> you deserve it. And uh, Brian Malkowitz. See team. See team. See team. Yeah. Long time, long time co-host, Brian Malkowitz. How long, how long have you been doing the show now, Brian? Oh, boy. Um, let's see. I mean, I think I, I think I joined the show to help fill it out after like Finnegan and and uh, and Fran left. Um, Guys, got to be almost like a year and a half, maybe almost two. Oh, it's definitely more than a year because my year episode was in September, the anniversary. Which is crazy to think about it because like I could yeah. I could I could imagine it being a year for me. So the fact that's <laughs> been a year for you is kind of like wait, how old am I? <laughs> yeah. Totally. Uh, and should I keep uh, saying C team? Yeah. <laughs> Apologize for uh, not being able to record last week's episode. I had some uh, very serious personal stuff come up that was uh, needed to take priority. Uh, we're back this week, and we're going to be talking about uh, Destiny Two and how it is preparing. Really? Preparing, <laughs> believe it or not, I was thinking we would talk about console. Anthem. Yeah, we, we got some really, really cool news this week, though, guys. They're they're sort of talking about how they're upgrading the engine, what they're doing. Uh, Travis, why don't you tell us a little bit about what they revealed yeah. this week, about how they're changing the game. There's really cool tech under the hood now. Yes, yeah. So I, one, the, a few things were a little bit above my head and technical-wise. One, one was they changed mission scripting, which I believe means that they can... Uh, they're giving developers more tools to kind of do more things with the way missions work. So hopefully it's not just go to this area and kill this thing for every mission. Um, so they did that. They're changing the way lighting works on EDZ and Nessus, since those planets are the only two that are staying behind that are here now. 
Um, so that will mean that the visual design uh, is kind of consistent for the new areas. Um, and then some of the big ones, th those are kind of minor in my opinion, but some of the big ones are they're uh, changing the file size. So the file size of Destiny 2, you're going to have to re-download it, but it's going to be a lot leaner. And then hopefully future updates will be smaller. And it also gives the ability to do hot fixes faster, which means that they can nerf all of your favorite weapons and armor in record time. Which is right great. On, right yeah. on the right on the fly. Yeah, for me, yeah. the idea that Destiny is going to have variable weather was was it's just like a one of those small touches, and man, the sandbox team just does such an amazing, excellent job in the world of Destiny, and I really appreciate that they're looking at ways to continue enhancing the game, especially because we've been playing sort of largely in the same sandbox for so long. It's neat that they're going to uh, change it up and add new enhancements. Brian, was there anything that jumped out for you and excited you about uh, these these new implementations? Well, uh, first thing that I just really thought about it because I didn't think about it when reading the TWAB about about the lighting enhancements to AZ and Nessus. I thought about it. It's like, but what about Tangled Shore, the Moon, and the Dreaming City? Those are you know three locations that are also staying in the game. Are those because the lighting in those don't those places don't seem much different than what we have on EDZ and Nessus. So I'm curious as to why those aren't getting a lighting overhaul as well, unless there is something under the hood that does make them better. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not technical yeah. behind it, but um, yeah, that, that, that seems interesting to me, but uh, yeah, I am excited to see what they can do with this, uh, with this mission scripting to make missions a bit smarter, less what trap, what I think Travis said earlier was go places, shoot things and end mission. So I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. Hoping to see some 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 changes there to shake up what we're doing in the game, pretty much 100 percent of the time. Yeah, the the other uh, big change was they're changing the way that character faces look. I think they're doing a little bit of an upgrade to their engine, and they said that in the future that gives them the option to let us customize our characters a little bit more, which is great because my guy is super ugly. I made my human Titan. I tried to make him look like uh, the standard stock version of Commander Shepard from Mass Effect, and it did not go well. And I've had that face for five or six years. And so a I lot just, of people who regret that. Like that I've had this face for like, like 30, you know. 38 years, and I've gone by, so it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, when so, Lord, can we change our looks? <laughs> yeah, uh, beards. Yeah. I think beards have been a long requested uh, thing that people would like to tweak. I know Eric's would uh, really like that. So uh, yeah, maybe I'm, I'm also hoping that this means like other character faces in the game because yeah, uh, yeah some, some of the actual characters that you look at when you when you see them in the world, their faces. Yeah, their their faces <laughs> kind of look. Like just right. okay, this is an Hair's NPC. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. For me, Zavala is the one that always looks just like a generic uh, awoken to me. He doesn't like visually look that interesting, which is unfortunate because in the CGI trailers he looks so cool. But Let, yeah. so just real quick, going off on a tangent, who is your favorite design character? Because I know mine immediately. So I'll start. Petravenge is probably one of the best designed NPCs in engine, in cutscenes. Just everything. Uh, I, I really, really like how she has the knife flip, just that mechanic that she'll do repeatedly. And uh, Petra yeah. is probably one of my favorites. Do you guys have have somebody that you particularly di uh, liked? Uh, the spider. I, d mm -hmm. I just like everything about the spider. He's just is, is it because he's like, he always has cold legs and he's just under that blanket all the time? Yeah, yeah. He just looks like... Uh, 
he kind of reminds me of like those villain, like, you know, the, the stereotypical, like large villain who's got all of his spiders everywhere. It's great. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cheating because his face is definitely not what is interesting about him. Right. It's everything else. But, uh, just in terms of like, face, his aesthetic, everything about him. Yeah. His voice is, I guess it's Eva one for me is the one that like the face I think is pretty cool. Cause Exos, uh, no, wait, what's her name? Uh, Ada, 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 close. Um, no, uh, don't take them. Yeah. All. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I won't take them. Yeah, you go, Brian. You go. Yeah, I have, honestly, I have no idea. Like one that really, I mean, really stands out to me, I guess would have to be Marasov. I mean, like, I mean, her jacket alone oh, yeah. is, is really cool. Right. Like, you know, just very poofy up here, but yeah, I'd, I'd say probably the queen, but then there's, but then there's shacks though. Shax doesn't Shaxx have a face, cool. though. No. I think Shax, oh, okay. Shax, If we're talking faces, then yeah. Yeah, Shax is sort right. of like the reason yeah. they need to upgrade their engine, because when they can't make a face, they just throw a helmet on it, and they go, okay, this will be a unique character. And it's like, give us some faces, man. Give us some people so to remember. We'll probably get a face. Yeah. You think so? I think... I mean, uh, at no. some point. Yeah. At some, yeah, someday. I, I think someday I don't we think will. So. I, I think the uh, the uh, Grimoire entry, the helmet stays on, solidified that we will never, ever see Shax's face. So Everybody yeah, in the comments, if, everybody, everybody watching the uh, live premiere on YouTube, uh, definitely let us know what you guys think uh, about the NPCs and who your favorite is, or um, least favorite. Because this is kind of neat. It's kind of neat to just think about these... These characters, yeah, not just your favorite world. characters, but your favorite design, your favorite like yeah. looking character. Like, I can tell you my least favorite, character, right? hands down, my least favorite design character is Aldrin Sov. He just looks <laughs> like a he looks like somebody made a mistake in the character creator. You know, it looks he like he looks like, like he. It looks like they were designing Destiny for a very long time, and <laughs> yeah. one of the designers was still going through their emo phase from two thousand six, exactly, yeah. and that was the character. <laughs> for sure and they just kind of had to stick with it because he was in all the trailers and all the promotional material and yeah so, speaking yeah. of trailers we did get a new trailer how do you guys feel about the return of the the long missing character varix varix is back uh, you go uh, you're gonna say something else no how do you feel about it what are you gonna uh, say? uh ind- indifferent because like in d1 you know everybody loves varix you know his voice you know his iconic like dismantle minds yes all that Mm-hmm. But you think about it, everybody's like, oh yeah, but Varix is back, heck yeah. But it's like, but Varix is the reason all the barons from Forsaken escaped their prisons and led to the death of Cade. So it's like, dude's a traitor. <laughs> is that what you think happened? You think he betrayed everybody? Take us through this theory. Dude, dude, dude's a, no, like he was the one who ran the prison of elders and he let them escape. There's this lore about it of where like of Varix, uh, like just being a terrible, like just doing that and letting all of that happen he you know he was he was the warden well not you know the warden the warden's like a big servitor but yeah like <laughs> I, I, i'm interested to see where his character goes and if we're like all still super buddy buddy with him or a, or if we're just like oh yeah it's cool because you're giving it's complicated loot. brian okay it's more complicated than that sure but you know yeah. maybe maybe i'm hoping that 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 is like addressed in you know uh, leading up to us meeting Varix for the first time in beyond light and it not just being like oh here i am i am the vendor for this planet wait are you you hoping that bungie will close a a plot loop (laughs) not close the plot loop i just don't want us to walk up to Varix and he's just suddenly a vendor 
Yeah, it will probably maybe, be that. Anyway, maybe I like Barracks. Maybe by I'm not saying I, don't, I disliked him, but yeah. Yeah, maybe I'm sure you'll get another Grimoire update to why we're friends with him, Brian, and then you can tell us about that. <laughs> another lore entry about why we're cool now. We're just suddenly uh, cool, yeah. I mean, we're, apparently we're going to be cool with Aldrin Sov, so that's like the least of our worries, right? Maybe that's he comes right. back. It's, it's easier yeah. to to forgive someone who is no longer that person because, you know, he obviously died and woke up. You know, it's like, yeah, that body and that person before that, you know, before he was resurrected by a ghost. So it's like... Right. He's not that person anymore. So it's like, I'm interested to see how they take that on. Um, assuming he isn't beyond light, even though we have really good reason to believe he will be. Yep. So. Yeah. Interested to see that. But yeah, I, I love Varix. I like that he's wearing a mask to comply with quarantine. It's all very good on that, uh, that front. So in addition to all this story stuff that we can, we've been diving into during the show and the tech stuff, we also got a sneak peek at the map. Uh, the map looks substantial it looks quite large mm -hmm. which is definitely uh, a sign of relief seeing we had to delete how many four planets to do it planet slash five locations four planets yeah yeah yeah, yeah. five destinations yeah. i guess is the way to say it but did you did you guys have any reactions to the uh the beyond light map reveal i'm interested to the southern southerly part of the map which is called simply beyond uh and seems to be home to an enormous pyramid uh i assume that that's where all the crazy stuff is going <laughs> god damn please no. don't strike. make me go back to the pyramid um, ever again uh yeah. but yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to see i i assume that that's where all like the end game stuff's gonna happen right like maybe we'll... no, isn't that the deep screen crypt isn't that where that's supposed to stuff supposed to happen let it's me run true. it down for you guys i have the website yeah. up right here and i'll i'll give you the descriptions we have the eventide runes that's at the top of the map once home mm -hmm. to thousands of settlers and now all that remains of clovis of Bray's. sorry all that remains of clovis Bray's colony i'll learn how to read someday we have the sounds Asterian like a starting area well, I think I think beyond is a starting area, but I'll get to that last. Uh, Asterian Abyss, the Vex structures visible on the surface are only the tip of the iceberg. We have the Cadmus Ridge, a snowy landscape, and the last known location of the buried Bray Exoscience Facility. Very interesting stuff. Karin's mm. Crossing, or I don't know if I said that right, but we'll go with it. The site of Europa's communication center and the origin of a distress signal sent by barracks. And then we have Beyond. An old friend awaits us in the clearing that overlooks the conflict between light and dark. So I think that that establishes. Oh, you're right. Opening, that does sound like the right? beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, there's the pyramid. They're like, here's the story of the light and dark. Go get your darkness power. And then, you know, you find Varric's next. Varric's is the first NPC you encounter. Then the story weaves you through the other locations. Uh, so what, yep. were, what were you saying, though, Travis? You felt like maybe one of the other locations had potential to be a starting area. Why did you think that? Oh, just it sounded like it was like a colony, like maybe an area where you, you, you know, kind of land there and things are not as bad and then it gets worse as you go. But I think you're right because that that cutscene has them sort of discovering something under the ice and that could be the emergence of the ship and that sort of kicks off the campaign. So maybe it's the, uh, the, the location ICI's. of the... Yeah, the icy hive that that Brian thinks is going to be just all over this DLC. Um, but yeah, they'll. I think it'll probably begin there and maybe also end there. If we go back into the ship and kind of have a similar uh, situation to what happened in Shadowkeep. But yeah, we'll see. That's that's pretty interesting stuff. 
I'm scrolling down on the same page. Did I? Did they update the box art? It looks different. Like I think they redid one of the images because it has the stranger on it holding the thing now. And I think before it was just the the triangle. So that's cool. Sorry, uh, Brian. Do you think we'll be starting at Beyond? And uh, anything you noticed on the map that you want to call out? Definitely starting starting Beyond. Uh, I always like to you know before before these things come out, I always like to just like you know manage expectations on like sides you know it was like oh this thing looks huge it looks huge it's like but we kind of don't have anything really to go off of because like if you look at the edz map right you know and you gotta you kind of gotta scroll around to see the entire map to see how big it is but that's like that's how it was with the map for mercury when you open the map you have to scroll around to see the entire area even though it's the smallest like destination Bungie they just ever blow put it into up. exactly it's like they just it's, it's just like it's like I'll, I'll hold on it definitely obviously it's going to be bigger than mercury i don't think it's going to be that size but it's just like oh you know before i think it's like this huge new you know thing they're adding to the game i'll it'll, it'll, it'll probably be like standard size like nessus i don't think it'll be bigger than easy or anything but i think they said it was roughly the size of nessus at some point in like a vidoc but uh, yeah, the thing that interests me is I noticed the Deepstone Crypt is not a named location. So I'm wondering, is that a secondary location? Like maybe uh, how the um, the Dreaming City was to uh, Forsaken, where we're kind of surprised with a second uh, patrollable destination. Which or, would be pretty interesting once you're for having Which would be three. awesome. That would be awesome if that were in the game and we didn't know it. Nice little surprise. Or is it just like, you know, one of those things where you've got Europa's map and then off to the side, there's a little icon that says, you know, go to raid and then you enter the Deepstone Crypt. So I'm, yeah, I'm not it, really sure if, which if method to raid. Yeah, but it would be cool. Yeah. Like you said, like, because we're already we're already getting two new locations with this DLC. So it's like the odds of us getting a third one are probably low. But like you said, it'd be a nice surprise if, you know, we beat the campaign and suddenly we open up this new patrol zone yeah. or end game patrol zone like the dreaming city um, i also think they didn't tell us about the dreaming city right wasn't that a total surprise or am i misremembering that oh no they, i think they didn't really market it so when you got there i think they used a lot of the tangled shore to to showcase stuff so when you actually there was there, some it was really there was, yeah the, there was definitely some dreaming city like marketing materials and telling us like activities that we would be doing mm -hmm. but we didn't know that it was a i'm pretty sure we didn't know it was a patrol zone like you know obviously they they teased the blind well and all these other things um yeah you're right but i i don't think we knew that it was a patrol zone that sequence cool. when you actually run and the ships are like flying next to you and everything was actually uh quite impressive it was just just absolutely phenomenal to get to experience that in game i hope they do something like that with uh beyond light i i don't think we start in the new area immediately i think there's a call to action of some sort and then we go there i don't know maybe that'll be delivered in a cut scene or something but I think, I think the final mission that we're gonna play that tuesday before reset is going to set us up for why we're going to be on light and i think that's why it's mm. been delayed because it is a it's a conjoining moment in in the world of destiny that will bring us into the new era of oh destiny. yeah they like they want to yeah they want us to play that mission the week before it was probably always supposed to be that right the mission was probably always supposed to be a week before beyond light hit so it wouldn't surprise me if if we're getting it the week before um do you guys think we'll go to the cosmodrome as part of the campaign i think i think so like if if Aldrin's gonna be a part of it and like that might even be the first like, place wait, we go wait. to why cosmic oh oh yeah, that's right. Because they're, they're adding it to the game. Yeah, they're adding yeah. it. So it's like, it's like if they're finally fulfilling that, like, so, uh, 
we talk, I mean, it's, it's mentioned a lot, but like the original Destiny like gameplay reveal or that trailer that they had where Aldrin is on Earth, he's not sure why like everybody in the city is mad at him. Um, so that they might actually finally be weaving that storyline into it. And that could be like an introductory, you know, reason. So like we could go, we could go to Cosmodrome first as like, you know, as a lead up to us needing to go to Europa, like we figure out, I, I mean, I don't know how it's going to happen or why, but it, you know, it could be. I th- yeah. I think, I think you're really probably cool. right. The last time we yeah. saw the stranger was on earth, you know, mm-hmm. before she dissipated in, into nothing <laughs> in the tower, but, the old tower. Yeah. I kind of think you're right. And the, the reason I think that is because they've said that they're not putting the full Cosmodrome back into the game at uh, launch yeah, of Beyond launch. Light, and that makes yeah, well, me wonder why. One one. Yeah, why yeah. not just hold off on Cosmodrome and give it for the next season as sort of like an in between uh, seasons or in between major expansions thing to do, unless my, there was some reason you needed it at Beyond Beyond Light. Yeah, my so. my fear for that the reason why they're rushing Cosmodrome into the game is is a lack of content. Not saying that Beyond Light is going to be super small. But they wanted Cosmodrome to help fill out the amount of content that's yeah you know it's for a fair worry that's for it's sure a fair, a fair I think worry. it's a fair worry because like obviously we're 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 losing five destinations in the game right like we're we're losing all those planets moons and 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 the Leviathan so it's like crap we can't just take away five destinations and give them one that's smaller than the EDZ right so it's just like it's like well we're we're doing the content vault you know most of the cosmodrome is ready we can weave it into the story or whatever they're doing with it you know and and that's why i think it's it's a little suspect that we're not getting the devil's lair or or the fallen saber strike at launch just the will of crota so it's like why why aren't those in there at the beginning like devil's lair that was the very first strike any of us ever did so it's like that one makes the most sense to be first i think um so i think it's interesting that that it, you know that this is going to be the, the like sorry was it wolf Crota? that's the strike um i'm with not sure i, think it's I thought it i thought it was uh, devil's run the one with uh sepkis perfected at the end i thought which is sepkis prime or perfected as he was in rise of iron oh right yeah but we're only getting will of crota at the start which is omnigol's strike um and so it it's a little suspect that that those two are going to be the other two strikes are going to be missing at the start of beyond light um yeah, I mean, maybe maybe they're going to add them in later. No, they are. They are for sure. But like I think it's they need more, they sorry, need more time to, to specify. <laughs> well, yeah, that's probably the real reason. But maybe it's a narrative play. Maybe there is going to be, be. a reason because, like, when they reintroduce, I mean, when they reintroduced the, the 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 mission that had the big servitor at the end, the servitor had chains. They did a narrative change to it, right? So maybe that they're doing that again. Maybe it won't be the servitor. Yeah, we just having there. Or maybe just it's going to be horrifying, and right when we think the campaign's over, you know, just a darkness pyramid's just going to appear over Earth in the Cosmodrome, and it's going to be completely different, and, you know, we're just not expecting it. That would be, yeah. like, dream status I mean, right there. I mean, it's going to happen at some point, right? Because, like, but that might not happen until Lightfall, who knows? Because we still have the Witch Queen to go through before we get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's going to, has got to happen at some point. The pyramids are going to show up at earth. They're not just like, Oh, let's not go to earth. It's just, you know, <laughs> let's hang back here for a little bit. Like it, 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 I think it'll get there at some point. 
Yeah. Uh, real quick, another thing going on this week. There is a, a really great uh, dedication to Matt Halsam from Vicarious Visions. It's just it's just really nice that they did that in the game. So be sure you check that out this week. And one of the things that we missed last week that would have been uh, a pretty big news topic that I wanted to hear your guys' opinion on was about the ghost shells. Ghost shells are now going to be getting uh, mods that you can slot into them that will actually impact what you're able to do. Some of the examples they gave were blinding light, increase XP gains by 12%, great. Uh, greater core harvest vanguard, defeating bosses in vanguard playlist strikes or nightfalls has a chance to award an enhancement prism. Excellent upgrade materials. So I, I think this is a good change. Uh, I don't know if that's going to impact like how much we our our power level is? Did they say anything? It's about not that? power level, but it does have uh, ten levels of like mod build energy level where you masterwork the shell and then you can put stronger mods in it. it. In my opinion, this is a much better system than they currently have for ghosts. I'm so sick of like just being able to slot a finder when I need it into my ghost, as opposed to having to have sixty different ghosts. Now I can just get the ghost that I like, and I can just put whatever I want on it, right? Or yep. maybe, yeah, and then you can swap the it out in your collections. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah, the the it's it's definitely long overdue that we finally have this uh, system, so we can use whatever ghost shells we want without having to worry about uh, crappy, you know, uh, rolled on them. But they should um, do the same for sparrows. I think they will. That's why they didn't mention. That's why if you look at the mods, none of them mentioned sparrows or speed demon or anything like that. So if speed demon isn't a part of the ghost mods, because if, if you look at all the ghost mods they showed, none of them had anything to do with sparrows. Um, mm, no. So I imagine that sparrows are going to get the same treatment at some point, maybe not at launch. Um, but I mean, there's no reason not to, but um, my fear is that if it does include sparrows in the ghost shell mods, um, that it's still going to, the, the, the best combination is still going to be like guiding light, uh, which is XP gains and speed mm -hmm. demon. Um, uh, I don't use but, speed demon cause my, my sparrow already has that. But your, yeah. Yeah. Not all, you know, so like my favorite sparrow doesn't have speed demon on it. So I'm going to use a, I want to use a ghost that has guiding light and speed demon on it. Uh, but my yep. other fear is that that combination <laughs> is going to get like nuked by them making one or the other like have uh, um, both have like one or like one of them have six take six energy and one take five so you could never slot the two of them at the same time um, like they do. I don't think they'll do that. They, they'll at least enable the combos we already have. I think the yeah, higher that, energy levels are going to be. I'm just, for I'm just worried about that because that's like the that's like the defining role that a lot of people go for with with ghost yeah. shells is guiding light and speed demon so it's just like you know yeah. how do we shake that up make one six make the other five and they can never use that combination again i doubt yeah. they'll do that my I, take I, I worry. Is, I worry my take is that they'll make all of the current ghost builds really easy to do with like a middling power level and all of those like more expensive stuff that'll be for you know like ghosts that drop enhancement cores and some of the crazier stuff that ghosts can't do right now that's what i think they'll they'll reserve for like higher energy so i hope that's the case cool. yeah and destiny's on game pass which is awesome you can play it on your phone if you have an android and you're in that uh beta i don't know that's, if that's right probably. oh for xcloud yeah yeah, yeah. So xcloud oh, i imagine so if it's on yeah, it's I mean, in beta, but it is public if you have Game Pass. And uh, yeah, this is pretty interesting because it means that obviously the Xbox player base is going to go up a lot. And then uh, I'm wondering if 
uh, both Shadow Keep and Forsaken Go free to play in the fall because in the fall, Game Pass subscribers are getting Beyond Light as part of their subscription, which means that you know these these previous two years could potentially be free to everyone, which I think would be a, a, a good move. I think it has to at some point, right? Because like right now, the current free to play or New Light experience includes three campaigns, right? So. When Beyond right. Light comes out, obviously they're I think I think they're changing the name. I don't think it's called New Light anymore for whatever the free to play experience is. Um, but it's going to have significantly less content when those three campaigns are just gone. Plus, those yeah. Five the other thing is, right? if so. if you don't own Forsaken or Shadowkeep, what planets can you go to? You can if go you're to a free to play player. Or, yeah, or but there's mean, no planets mean, left. You're being next, taken out. Oh, you mean you mean still next yeah. season? Yeah. Yeah. I, next yeah, next yeah, season. Yeah, what what planets can you go to? Hold on. They did talk yeah. about this. They said they're going to be changing the the new light yeah. experience. So probably. Right. But we just don't know. It's like yeah, like let's guess. Yeah, of course. Earth, you can still right now. You can still go to Earth. You go to all planets for free. New light. Yeah, and Nessus, and that'll probably be it. But they'll let you go to all the location you can still go to to the moon you can still go to all of it if you're free to play yeah you can still go to all the locations right now yeah Yeah. you can go there you just can't go to the 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 campaign yeah you have to do the loot i I did not know that that's pretty crazy yeah like if you're if you're free to play you can go to the moon you can go to tank of shore you can go to dreaming city i believe too as well um but yeah it's 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 curious how the how like i mean it's cute that you mentioned that because it's like the free-to-play player experience has significantly less content starting in November. So that's right. Yeah, that'd be weird going to the moon and not owning that expansion. It's like window shopping as a guardian. You're like face oppressed against the glass, but you just can't access any of those activities. And that's <laughs> going to, uh, to Eris yeah. and she just ignored you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's basically everything that we wanted to go over this week. Did I miss anything, you guys? I don't think so. Yeah, it's a lot. Think if there's there's actually, it's been a pr- kind of busy two weeks considering that the content hasn't actually changed in game. The fact that they're talking yeah. about systems and stuff under the hood changing uh, definitely gets me more excited about Beyond Light. The fact that like Ryan McCaffrey at IGN has an Xbox Series X and he is, I know he's got to be itching to play Destiny, you know. So uh, we're really excited. Yeah, <laughs> be careful, Brian. Oh. I. I don't know. I'm just like wondering, like what? Well, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not trying to break embargoes or anything like that. Yeah. Like you said that he has it, so it's like it's like I wonder what games can already be played on Series X. I oh, have yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Ryan has a console. That's what we're allowed to say. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the embargoes are. Ryan McCaffrey of IGN, he host of uh, IGN Unlocked, another wonderful show um, that IGN works on. That you're on. That I'm on also. Yeah. <laughs> Self promotion. Um, yeah. uh, I'll definitely be hitting um hitting him up to check out like uh, the menu and stuff as as soon as uh, as soon as I can get into it because I'm I'm excited to learn more about how those consoles will be enhanced. What will be enhancing the Destiny experience? Anyway, were you guys able to pre-order consoles, or were I did? How'd that go? Well, I don't want to say something nice. I'm not supposed to. So, oh, I mean, I, I, don't, like, I don't know what the so you're still you're just are. speculating and hoping and hoping. Yeah, I don't. So, I don't yeah. like know that much. I don't have a console hiding in my house or anything. But, <laughs> yeah, it's in the background. Um, what was the question? Did I get a console? Yep, I got uh, multiple PS5s. I got three of those. They, it seems like they're more readily available. Than Why? Consoles. 
Why did you get three PS5s? The reason we need multiple is one for each room in the house. Yeah, is because my wife likes video games, and we got a little one on the way, and we got to make sure as soon as he has a (laughs) PS5, as soon as. (laughs) Oh my god, dude! You got this. No, no, it's for work. We we need to make sure everybody on staff has access to a console. So normally we wouldn't buy that many. Because we get a few sent to us, and we all just, you know, use them in the office. But now that we're all working from home, everybody needs their own Xboxes and they needs their own PS5s. So yeah, it's like, every, true. you know, and the pre-order, and you know, we got to pre-order because everybody's crazy for these things. So it's like, yeah. how many can we get? Everybody pre-order. Yeah. So we were able. I just to realized to, to cover staff. So yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I just realized I balked at you guys, at you getting three PS5s, but I. Also pre-ordered a PS5 and three Xboxes, so really? I can't yeah, really talk. Yeah. There's also one the of scarcity issue. People are getting multiple because, like, even me personally, I'm worried that they're not going to ship on time, right? So yeah. I want to have multiple sources, and as soon as one ships, boop, cancel the other one. And I think yeah. we're not the only types of consumers that are going to do that. There is definitely, like, a FOMO, especially right now when we're all locked in our houses, right? Well, that, and then, you know, the, but, you know, every new you know major tech release comes with the scalpers too so it's like i'm not a scalper you know. just to be clear i got sure. one i got the series x for my main entertainment center i got an s for the bedroom computers are already on eBay for... right now for for <laughs> listing for a grand piece oh, i no. got two x's and two s's and the wait s... so you bought seven consoles this week bro this we need guy. them for work. Flex. <laughs> he's not keeping all of them. them. He's work. distributing. Don't he's getting right paid back. I'm just going to pay him back, and he'll distribute them to the people who need them, who couldn't secure their own pre-orders. Exactly. Ooh, because it was, it was a messy day. Everybody that at IGN was like, was like trying to secure their own pre-orders of this thing because they all want to play Destiny too. I feel real, fully realize we're totally off tangent, but like this is going to be important for Destiny. So, are, oh, for sure. Are, are you guys going to be playing more? on your consoles now because honestly yes. if they run smoother i'm more excited about playing on console look I, I i say it to you all the time it's like i will always main destiny on pc so like when i'm you know when i'm trying to do raids and uh, you know other big stuff you know experience the campaign the first time all that such it's i'm always going to main that stuff on pc but when i just want to kick back and i want to like lay down in my bed or chill on the couch and play you know just grind some strikes out i'm gonna do that on xbox I just lay down and chill and just play it. And I don't do it right now because like, I might sound like a PC slob, uh, slob, uh, snub is that I can't do the 30 frames, man. No, no, no. It's hard to go from like, you know, averaging like 144 frames down to 30. It's really not a good, like experience for your eyeballs. So it'd right. be nice to have that 60 frames. 60 is um, fine. I'm surprised they didn't push it to like 1440, because the consoles can do, I think they might. The consoles well, they, say confirm... they can do 4K 120. I'll no, 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 believe no, no, that no, no, when no, I no, see no, no, it. No. I just don't Look, believe that. I have I, I, I have a 2080 do... Ti with an i9 900K, and it cannot do 4K 120. 4K 120 is a lie. If you think that your yeah. Xbox is going to do 4K 120 on any game, it's lying to you. Well, it's not lying. Dirt. It's that you're you're misinterpreting. No, it's not going to do. It can do 4K up to 120. So it's going to run at 4K at whatever frame rate less than 120. And then if you bump the 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 resolution down, then you can get it to 120 frames. But Brian, you honestly, are not going what, to get 4K 120 frames on any game. I, I agree on an with Xbox you. Or a I cannot wait 
until we get those consoles in hand because there is no if they figured it out it's going to be astounding i do not think it is technologically possible you cannot have the speeds within the chipsets in those consoles to deliver data that fast not and at, that, not at 500 the bottlenecking. not at 500 dollars and it's like you have it, a 10900 did you say you have a 10900k no it's a, no it's an i9 i9900k with a 2080 ti 32 gigs of ram and that thing it can it can push good frame rate at at, at 4k but like it's not even over 100 and you know for, for i think destiny is like one of the main games i've tried it at but it's like it, you know for five people might come with the argument like oh they might be taking it at a loss for that hardware but it's like that's like a that's a two thousand dollar loss if you can run <laughs> if you can create a box that can run well they're 4K, buying in bulk right? they're buying in bulk yeah. yeah right no How's but it yeah like it's it's gonna downscale the main resolution of 1440 to hit that 120. i think it could potentially do 1440 yeah. 120. I, I just think you'll have to choose i think some games will do 4k 120 if it's you know an indie game that doesn't require a lot of horsepower if then you could do it games like destiny though you're gonna choose like frame rate or or uh your your resolution right you're gonna I have just, to we don't want people thinking that at when Cyberpunk 2027 comes out, that they're going to be able to blast that baby in 4K 120 frames in seven years. And, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 uh, did I say 2027? 20, 2027, like, 20, like seven years from now. They're yeah. not, no one's <laughs> going to be able to play 4K 120 frames with ray tracing on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, 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 I think agree a lot of people. A lot of people. I see that in comment sections. Sorry, and sorry to go off destiny rails but it's like a lot of people think they're gonna get 4k 120 gameplay and it's just like that's hardly possible on like two thousand dollar computers like it's not gonna happen on console two thousand your computer the computer you just described was more than two thousand i'll tell you that right now yeah my oh, yeah. launch was 1500 yeah but it's like 1200 sorry yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I hate to sound like a PC master race, but it's like I hate because they're because it's all it's all marketing terms, right? It's, so it's like it's it's kind of manipulating people in a way to yep, thinking that right. they're getting that take. It, it's, it's so people will read 4K up to 120 frames a second and think, oh, I'm going to get some games that are going to play for 4K 120 frames. It's like no, the console can do 4K, but also up to 120 frames a second if that resolution is lower. Mm -hmm. Yes, so the, the resolution you'll probably be playing at is 1080, maybe 1440 at one For those high 20, yeah, exactly. I I would love to hear everybody's thought and thoughts in the comments. Maybe you're like, you're an idiot. Here's the technological reason that that's going to happen. I've been researching this for the last month, and we've been studying like how to do 4K 120 capture and doing all this prep behind the scenes at iGen. Like, this has been an obsession of mine. So if you have found a way that that is actually a possibility yeah let me know let me know how dumb i am in the comments <laughs> you know Dude, like, you go, go, on, go yeah. to best buy or amazon and look for a a look for a monitor that can do 4k 120 hertz okay yeah. like those are i have one it's that predator yeah. over there it's 1500 i have one too <laughs> exactly exactly you cannot find a a relatively good consumer friendly 4k 120 hertz monitor for a decent price there well, you're, yeah. you're looking at a it yeah the other thing that I think I think players are, and this is gonna, this is kind of like a PSA to Destiny players, just to keep it on topic. But like the other thing is that televisions do not work the same as as monitors, and most oh, people yeah. don't play an Xbox on a monitor. Yeah. So the problem I've had is that 
I actually play my PC on a desktop or on a uh, on a television because you mean I am console or your PC. On no, I play my PC on a television. Sometimes I also have a monitor and and you know the 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 desk, but but I play it on a TV and the TV is is usually the roadblock, not the not the PC itself. My so TV. You're... It's very rare for TVs to be able to do 120 frames. It's super rare for them to be able to do like G Sync stuff. There's only a few TVs oh, yeah. that do it. Um, so yeah, Often, you, yeah. In let the me ask you, time. Travis, are you able to set your NVIDIA card to output at whatever resolution 120? Because TVs, yes, and the one that you have is very expensive, should be rated for 120, and that's why the consoles are that's mastering right. at 120 because they're not marketing to the 1440 hertz and above. That's right. Crew, they're marketing towards televisions. Most televisions yeah. after like. Like a, a 4K television, most of those after like 2018 are rated for 204 up to 240 display. Yeah. And so you're probably going to be rocking a 4K 120 hertz signal. That's the That's signal, what I'm doing. though, and that requires 2.1 HDMI. Yeah, yes, so just, I had to buy a special HDMI cable. Yeah. I had to get a really expensive TV because my TV also has like a less than one second uh, input delay, which is super hard to get on TVs. Uh, a bunch of other stuff to like maximize this. But I think oftentimes people's televisions are really going to be the roadblock with these machines. And I'm, one, I'm curious to see how the consoles handle it because on my PC, I have to get into settings and set a cap and do all this other stuff. Otherwise, it just tanks the performance in game when I'm playing Destiny. And so. this isn't... This is an excellent question. Like a lot of people in our community have been messaging me on Twitter and such. I haven't really had time to respond, but um, I'll tell you right now, you need to look into your television specifications. There's a good chance that your television will not support 4K 120. It might support 1080 120. There's a very good, there's a very good chance it will not. Yeah. 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 But it, it potentially it needs a firmware update to support HDMI 2.1 or flat out doesn't support it. And like I hate and not only that, but it's like you, but a like, lot yeah. of like a lot of LG Check and Samsung specs. TVs will say 120, but it's not true. It's 60 hertz with like a with like a I think it's like True yeah, Motion or something like that on, on LG, and it's yeah. not it's not a re- yeah, and the signal is not a real 120 hertz signal. Um, so that's something to look out for too. Yeah, I think we've gone gone off the the nerdy. The nerdy cliff, so to speak. Wow, we, it's, we, it's found, it's we found that we found we're all display geeks today. No, it's, just, it's, it's important because you know a lot of people playing Destiny, you know, two on next gen consoles. You know, for people to realize that you know the maximum they're probably going to get out of Destiny two is sixty frames, even and because they haven't even announced at lower resolutions if it's going to run at a higher frame rate, uh, higher than Destiny 60, has so. promised four K sixty, and I think that's not only responsible but it's smart on their part. Because yep. you're not going to run into all this terminology problems. If you have a 4K TV, it can do 4K 60. I, I would be TV. Now, you're, if you're talking computer monitors, like I have a computer monitor that can only do 4K 60 hertz if it has a DVI cable in it because it's old, mm-hmm. right? So You mean just, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. DVI? It's those, it's I didn't even know DVI that we bought when the new consoles came out, Brian, that suck. Uh, anyway. Oh. The Samsung, you can sort of see it here in the three up. The Samsung, though, I bought this in 2018. It's the KS800, and I think it needs a firmware update to do 2.1, if it even has it. I actually haven't looked. I'm getting a a different display for 120 hertz. It's over there. Anyway, nerdy stuff. I've been obsessed with this whole frame rate discussion, so it's just great to have people to talk with it about 
chat, I hope I hope you're uh, thinking about all this and you know checking out your displays and uh, being prepared for for next gen console. It does mean a lot of <laughs> paying attention to what you're going to need hardware wise when it comes to mm -hmm. all of this. Uh, thank you to Travis and Brian. I really, really appreciate you for making the time to do the show with me today. But until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.